party fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and sisters we are living through very sublime hours of vaishak kulmun Firstly this time the moon is in the constellation Vishakha it can be sometimes in the preceding constellation last degrees of swati are succeeding constellation initial degrees of anuradha this time it happened that when moon is in the constellation of vishakha the full moon is happening and therefore the lord of our planet vishakha who is also known as sharad kumara showers his blessings through the voltage and through the hierarchy of masters that is the importance of this full moon every year when moon is in vaishakha constellation sun is in taurus there is the festival of vaishakha which is celebrated from age-old times, age-old times. The beauty of the constellation of the sunshine to Aras is well explained through the monthly magazine Navani, which you may kindly go through. Taras contains the energies of Vishakha, the energies of Kartika, the energies of Bull, the energies of the third eye, of Lord Shiva. Vishakha are the month of Taras. It is full of potential energies which enable the manifestation of divine taking place in all planes of existence. Therefore, this conservation, Taurus, it is in relation with the Scorpio. Scorpio-Taurus is a great combination. For that you can read the details, great many details are given in the book Mars Dukumara. The planetary principle Mars contains the energies of Sanatkumara and Sanatkumara himself is Subrahmanya. 
this asana was suffered. Do not know. We worship Subramanya. We worship Kartikeya. We worship with so many names, Saravana Bhava. Isn't he has many names? Supramanya, Saravana Bhava, Kartikeya, Vaishaka, Kumara, and all those names. Six names are generally known. But this Kartikeya or Kumara or Supramanya is no other than Sanat Kumara. Among the four Kumaras, the eternal youths, the eternal youths whom we know as Sanaka, Sanandana, Sanat Kumara and Sanat Sujata, among them it is Sanat Kumara who exists. to be born as Subramanya for the purposes of helping the Christ. Sanatumara, at the request of the Devas, agrees to be born to Lord Shiva at the request of the Devas. That is his you can understand what kind of being is Sanatkumar. And he also lays down a condition, I shall be, I, I, I agree to bar, come through the Sarvatozova of Lord Shiva. I have no reservations for it. But I have a reservation to come through the womb of Mother Parvati. Such is his Radiation and vibration. He said, I cannot. You make your own attainments. How you would secure me to fulfill your purposes? I am ready to fulfill your purposes of putting off this Tarakasura. But I can only come through Lord Shiva into a human form and put off this asura. But I not I am not willing to come through the womb of the mother. So you make your own arrangements. That's why Kumar Sambhava has become a great episode. It's a grand episode. Very grand episode. It is that Sarat Kumara who has condescended the condescended means he has descended, agreed to descend, to help this humanity and this planet. And he chose to stay in that most sublime place on earth which is called Shambhala. Shambhala is the place where in the second years in the second, he cannot touch down because the artist cannot stand his touch down and he cannot also touch down. In the second ether of this planet, meaning beyond our fifth element which we call Akasha, there is the sixth and the seventh element. He is in the seventh element of the earth. 
That means he is in the Sahasrara of the set, as you should know. We also have five elements of the Vishuddhi chakra. You know Vishuddhi chakra? The throat. Then we have the sixth center as Ajna. That is the sixth ether relating to us. We only function with five ethers, making sounds. We are not yet into the sixth ether, which is called second ether in scriptures. Then there is the seventh ether, which is called Sahasrara. So reaching Sahasrara is reaching Shambhala, as far as the beings of this planet are concerned. So Shambhala is the Sahasrara center of the planet. And you can get in touch with Sahasrara. You can get, with, get in touch with Shambhala only when you are able to get in touch with Sahasrara in you. The mundane beings are somewhere in the solar plexus or Manipuraka and people who develop compassion love, they slowly ascend to the Anahata or heart center. And then those who dwell mostly in planes of wisdom and light, they move into the Akasha, which is Vishuddhi. And thereafter there is, in the in Ajna, there is self-realization, individual self-realization. And then further you have to relate to Sahasrara to experience Shamala. So Shamala exists and the head of every being, human being. That's why whenever we say Sahasra Zivisha Purusha, we should think of the word Sahasrara. Don't think of thousand heads of Lord. The Purusha has Sahasra, has his Shirsha. The Purusha has Sahasra, has his Shirsha. That means that is the topmost point, the head. The head center. <coughs> so we, when we contemplate, we cannot be anywhere below the bro center. We shall have to be from the bro to sahasrara. That's where the meditations are. That's where all the ashrams are. That's where all the ashrams on planet are. So Shambhala energy is the energy of Sanat Kumara. He gives his presence in this full moon, ours tonight. Tonight, please remember. It is tonight. He gives his presence in a valley which we call Vaishakha Valley. Vaishakha Valley is so called because the Lord Vishakha, he gives presence in that valley annually once. At other times, he is in Shambhala. He has also a branch on the other side of Pacific in Mount Shasta. 
he is like a branch. It's not the head of his, but a branch. In Mount Shasta, he has a branch, and therefore Mount Shasta governs the western hemisphere. Shasta is also the name of Kumara. Dharma Shasta, he is called Kumara. He is called Dharma Shasta. We know many of these names, but we do not know their significance and their work with us and their work on the planet. That apart, so in the valley, which is in the trans-Himalayan region, trans-Himalayan region means the region of Himalaya beyond Mount Everest, sir, Mount Kailash, on the northern side. We are on the southern side of Kailash, the Indians. And the Indian continent is on the southern side of Mount Kailash. Most of the sublime ashrams are, are on the other side of Mount Kailash. The north face of the Mount Kailash is much more vibrant than the south face. South face is beautiful, vibrant, good enough. But north is much more. Only those who make parikrama or those who go through the Google and find the north face, they see how stupendous, how magnanimous, how imposing the north face is. This Vaishaka valley which we call is on the other side of Mount Kailas as far as we are concerned. <coughs> In that valley he gives his presence to the well-teacher, Pratmaitreya, and to the hierarchy of masters, and also the disciples who have gained the bodies of light, which our master CVV promised to prepare for us if we follow a simple discipline. So there is a congregation that happens tonight. From major times this is happening. For what? Only to work for the planet and the planetary beings, to help evolution of the planet, to help evolution of the beings on the planet. For that they have their own plan. That is what we call the divine plan. The divine plan today is transmitted by Lord Sanatkumara to the world teacher, Lord Maitreya, and then the hierarchy of masters whom we know. Those whom we know are not the only ones, there are many. Please remember, uh, there are many, many, many more masters than those whom we know as masters of wisdom. It is said there are as many as 144 masters. Hundred forty-four masters. They are trying to help with much patience the planet and this humanity, and still we are where we are and what we are. That's a different story. But this happens in that valley. The the grand the, the masters along with Lord Maitreya. They gather, and the disciples of these masters who by dint of their 
service, their sacrifice and their deep meditations have gained a body of life. They are also by the blessing of their own individual masters are also transported there to the valley. So tonight most of those disciples are guided by the masters, just like in the story of, in the book of Man, music of the soul, Mandrasalam, you all know how Master Maurya, he could arrange the movement of Master Dwalpur and he was a student. And how Devaki could help Master Dwalpur to make Akashic movements. So those who are definitely connected with the masters of wisdom and who have through service, sacrifice and intense meditations have gained the, somewhat gaining the body of life, they are all helped by the masters of wisdom to participate in the, in the valley. It's a beautiful valley. So that valley, it is, it is by itself a beauty. It is not normally visible. It is not normally visible. It makes itself visible. It makes itself visible for this full moon. That's the beauty of it. If you want to have some idea of it, you may kindly go through the visit of, the visit that Master Jesus made along with Master Dwalakul, which I wrote in the book Esukadha, you will get an idea how this ashram, this, this valley unfolds itself for this great function and at other, and at other times it hides itself. Shambhala no one can reach. Only Lord Maitreya has the permission and Lord Buddha, they are allowed to enter once in a way Shambhala. And then Lord Maitreya, along with his lieutenants, whom we call Master Kutumi or Devapu Maharshi and Master Maurya or Varu Maharshi, with these two, Lord Maitreya forms a triangle to receive the energies of Lord Sanatkumara, who gives his presence in the valley. <coughs> Otherwise, he is stationed Shambhala. Shambhala itself is ruled by the energies of Aries. Aries, Mesha, Rasi, Chaitra, Masa. It is the sign of the ruler. And Sanatkumara is the ruler. According to the understanding of our ancient seers, the king of this planet is Sanatkumara. He is the Lord, He is the King. And He presides over Shambhala, which is an Aryan center. And then this Vaishaka Valley is the Taurian center. It's there, it is received and then distributed in the month of January through Pulmunavas. That's how these three Pulmuns have come to be. Great spiritual festivals. Great spiritual festivals. We have to get deeply oriented to it. 
very deeply oriented. Paris, it goes beyond our imagination, the full moon. But yet again, think of it as we approach the full moon. Taras also may not be very accessible to the kind of awareness that one holds, but still he can relate to it. Can relate to it. So this is the valley in which the, the event happens tonight. Therefore, the preparation has to start, according to Masters of Wisdom, if we have arranged our life in such a great manner that we have enough time for occult work, they say three days before and a day after. Until then be oriented to full moon. Every full moon. Three days before to a day after full moon. Be oriented to full moon, meaning that you are approaching full moon energies must be constantly held in your mind. That's enough. You can do your routine work, but be oriented to that. That would be helpful during the full moon of us to gain the contact of your individual master. Each one of us is guided by a master of wisdom. And that master of wisdom is willing to give his presence and even his appearance. Presence is transmission of energy. Even appearance can happen during the full moon hour, every full moon hour. Every master of wisdom makes himself available for twelve hours during the full moon time. Twelve hours. Since the full moon point is what we call the end of the full moon phase, that is called the topmost point. The Tidhi of Pavanami, tonight around 11.25, it, it ends. So that is, up to that point there is peaking up of the energies. It peaks up and then it remains for another two, three hours. And then it peaks down. That's why the time after full moon is also equally important for another twelve hours. Therefore, the next day, that is tomorrow, today, yesterday, the day before. So these are all we have, we have to orient every full moon and much more so for this full moon where there is a grand congregation. A very grand congregation. It is not so in any other full moon. It is not so in any other full moon. Therefore, we need to orient it and then try to be. And this Vaishaka Valley is also disturbed by uh, one theosophist by name Ledbeater. C.W. Ledbeater. He gives certain ideas about it. So you have to pick up this and also what I wrote in Telugu in the story of Jesus, a very vivid description of how a festival happens. This, if we have this information, we can build our own imagination on it. And generally Himalayan range is considered as Deva Bhumi. From Haridwar upwards, it is called Asadoli Visa in some members. It is Hardwar and Haridwar both. 
meaning it is gateway to Lord Shiva and gateway to Lord Vishnu. Why is it called with both names is, it leads you to Kedarnath, therefore it is Dwar to Hara, Lord Shiva. It leads you to Badrinath, therefore it is Haridwar. So Haridwar and beyond is all Deva Bhumi and the rest of the land and earth is seen as mundane earth. <coughs> that is the divine where you have most of the ashrams besides ashrams and other mountain ranges. And therefore, when we think we should be from time to time be thinking of Himalayas. When we, we also have the valley here with the, with the two eyebrows as forming as the two, uh, the skyline relate into two, two mountains. And all that is above this brow center should be seen as an expanse of sky. An expanse of sky. It is in that you can slowly realize and relate to the ashrams. The first ashram and the foremost ashram is Shambhala. The second ashram is Shravasti. Shravasti. It is gone today Sagatse. Sagatse. If you go to Sagatse, it's a city in which you can visit. You find it's all very dry and there are some caves here and there. But there is the esoteric side of Sravasti, where Lord Maitreya resides. Lord Maitreya resides in Sravasti, and the beauty of his ashram cannot be really explained in words. And it is there at the very entrance. It has an eastern entrance, and at that entrance there is a beautiful Pikas religiosa or Ravi tree, which is, uh, which shines forth like a golden tree during the sunrise and sunset hours, and it shines forth as silver light during the entire night. Even if it is no moon time, it shines forth with, with silver light. Some of those trees you see in movies like Avatar, they are all very good dimensions presented. Though maybe consciously or unconsciously. So that's where Lord Maitreya resides. Only generally it is Master Maurya and Devapi and of that gradation of masters who visit him in Shavasti. And Lord, then there is, there is also North to Himalayas. Shavasti, Sagatsya. And then you have, we have the, the caves of Kalapa, which you may have known through the writings of Master E.K. Otherwise you would not have known that there are caves of Kalapa and Shavasti. Shavasti and Shambhala are mentioned in the teachings of other initiates, but Kalapa is given by Master, Master E.K. It is, as we look at Mount Kailash, they are on to the right, to our left side, meaning to Mount Kailash, this to the right side. In those, there are caves where you have the, the ashrams of 
the two grand masters, Master Maurya, Master Tukhumi, who are interested with the job of leading all these human beings into life until the end of Kaliva. Their tenure of office is until the conclusion of Kaliva, their work is to transform the beings as much as the beings are oriented, human beings. See, among human beings we are two kinds. As I always say, one is mankind, another is humanity. We only speak of humanity. Humanity means, human means mundane man. Human means mundane man. Humus in Greek language is called mud. Mud. So human means man who is oriented to the mud. Meaning who is oriented to material. As much as our, our preoccupation is with the material things, we are with muddy things, mundane things, material things. Then we are called human. That's why in the parlance of masters of wisdom, amidst humanity there are two categories. One is mankind, another is humanity. The two words are very important. Mankind, humanity. Humanity, largely is humanity. And there is mankind who is trying to dwell beyond the matter into subtle and subplane or superplane existences. So therefore, the staying in subtle planes, the, they try to transform these mundane beings into Beings who get oriented to light and eventually ascend into the light. That is the work of the two grand masters, <coughs> Master Kutsumi and Master Mori. So they stay in Kalapa. Then there is also the work of Manu Vaivasata, whose ashram is in a very well known place to you, Manali. Manali is the place where there is the ashram of Manu Vaivasvata. And he is the one who tries to develop the human forms in such a manner they, they tend to be much more perceptive and which would enable them to transform better. He has a great work. That is Manali. And we have Kulu. Kulu is the place from where mostly Master Dwarkul works. That together, Kulu, Manali, we say, no, Kulu, Manali, Kulu, Manali. We may go to Kulu, we may go to Manali, but you should go with this orientation. Then only you will find. Just like we found Master Mountain, which was otherwise not so very well known as the place where the Master resides. It's an orientation that is needed, a meditative attitude that is needed, a, a, a general habit of living in life and descending into matter only when required is what is established. Generally living in mundane things and from time to time orient to life is what aspirants do, isn't it? 
What is a disciple? Disciple generally lives in the field of life and he descends into mundane things for a purpose and then gets back to the, the divine abode in him. So Kulu Manali, you should know this, that's why I thought I should relate them to you today. Kulu Manali, Kalapa, Shravasti, Shambhala, these are the centers we have to relate to you and relate to them in the upper part of your head. Your, that is, above the eyebrows, this dome is there, no? That is, we call the, the cave of the bear. There you can relate, you, when you meditate, you will be, the standard chance to relate to them. So, it is through Madame Blavatsky, all these details are externalized by the hierarchy. But for Madame Blavatsky, most of the details that we know today would not have been known, though they do exist in the Hindu Puranas. We don't read Puranas, number one, isn't it? Even if we read, we do not, we cannot spot them. In Bhagavata there is that is specifically written about masters of wisdom. But we can, we do not, not, not our teachers in the past reveal them to you because it requires certain inner transformations to know these things. So, from all these centers and also from the east, from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, from the north and from the south, all disciples all over the planet, they come from the Vaishaka Bhastra. That's the beauty of the festival. And that is where Lord Maitreya, he stands as a medium to receive the impulse coming from Lord Sarathkumara. And Gautama Buddha assists the, the process. That's how it is said. Because Gautama Buddha and Lord Maitreya are equated in their, in their, in their radiance and brilliance. Very radiance and brilliance. So therefore, there is a work that happens tonight. Similarly, every full moon work happens in every master's ashram. Every full moon. That is another issue. So we need to orient to that. Therefore, I thought I should give you this talk this evening. So that we orient and level us off from taste towards such things. You know, anything that is familiar, the mind makes it familiar. Familiarity breeds, I don't say contempt, but familiarity reduces everything to routine. And we routine prayers, we do, isn't it? Very routine prayers. Every prayer is an opportunity to relate to the ashram of the Master, to walk into the presence of the Master and experience the beauty of the existence right from individual being to the Brahman. Between individual being to the Brahman, there is such a huge divine dimension. So many things can be experienced 
so many things can be learned and every prayer is an opportunity and therefore when these prayers are regularly done when the service attitude is there in a daily in the daily life and a life demonstrates certain degree of sacrifice such as those they are all counted by the masters of wisdom and in their prayer in the prayers of such persons the presence is given by the masters and in the full moon hours they even give entry into the ashram and even give physical appearance to them meaning in your buddhi plan you distinctly experience the presence of your master so therefore full moons are important and therefore particularly this full moon is important where the elder brothers of humanity whom we call the hierarchy of masters along with well teacher vaivasvatamanu aldose again your in our sunday prayer list sanat kumara the well teacher the hierarchy of masters manu vaivasvata the well mother as we also mentioned in this context the center of world mother on the planet it is no other than sri nagar Srinagar. Apparently in the, on the physical plane there is a great conflict there, isn't it? But the Sri Yantra which we so fondly worship every time when we do Mother's worship, Sri Yantra, Sri Chakra Raja, Nilaya, Sri Matri Purasundari. So that Sri Nagar, there is the Yantra relating to Sri in Srinagar but hidden. Everything is hidden because it's not available for mundane people to make an approach. Today, since we are in a, a very conflicting times and age, most of the spiritual centers are all under Apparently there is a conflict up there. But inside there is a great spirit. There there is much like where there is also the shade isn't it down under the flame there is the shade isn't it that is kali yuga we say that groping in the shadow of the light is what we call kali yuga so we only see the shadow of conflict in srinagar we see the shadow of conflict in ayodhya but In Ayodhya also there is tremendous light, but we only see the conflict. So is it with Banaras, Kashi. Kashi means light, I told many times. Kashmir means that the self is full of light, that valley is full of light. So the light is hovered, covered, disguised, hidden by the apparent conflict. So therefore we as students of occultism are expected to unveil the apparent worldly events and go beyond into the side, left side of the creation which is full of light, full of light. So Sri Nagar is, is the place where the world mother has her ashram. <coughs> 
So that's why all these, since all these ashrams are all covered by apparent conflicts. So is the case with Jerusalem. See, Jerusalem is a, a great uh, spiritual, it has a great spiritual dimension. It is also like our Tirupati, uh, it carries energies of seven hills. Likewise, it is in Vatican. There are certain places where the seven planes of awareness, they congregate into one place. Just we have seven hills here. We also have Jerusalem, also there is Vatican. And in Jerusalem also there is conflict, apparently. So this conflict is normal in the, in the present times. This we should know. And we should lift up ourselves slightly. We should lift up ourselves. <laughs> Not to live for the daily conflicts. We do notice it and we also relate to them. But they cannot get beyond the skin into you. They cannot even get into this skin. They can, they can be known, they can be related. But your system should be insulated with the energies of the light, love and power, which are none other, none other than Ichha, Jnana and Kriya Shakti, coming from the cosmic mother. Fill yourself with it, insulate yourself, relate. You may have many things you keep hearing. You can even form yourself, but you do not get influenced by it. Inform yourself and then be aware of it and see if possible you contribute to your prayer to dissolve those conflicts. That is healing. Healing is not just uh, reducing some headache or some cold and cough. They get reduced even if you don't heal. As Master Jalkul puts it in esoteric healing, he says seventy percent of sicknesses are cured without medicine. We just leave it, they get cured. We don't have to take some pill or even homeopathy for every little headache, every little stomach problem. Just leave it to time, you are healed. Seventy percent of sicknesses, they don't require healing. They don't require treatment. Not even our spiritual healing, because they get healed naturally. Lankanam paramoshadam, isn't it? If you, if you shut the door, <laughs> from where food gets in for a while, the system, it has an auto-healing capacity, it heals itself. At best we can supply water, that's all. But today we would like to have a tablet and never miss a, even a breakfast, forget about lunch and dinner. We should have our three meals perfectly eating medicines on one side. It is such a disturbance to the system. Anyway, our work is not to get into healing now. So therefore, to heal is not for these simple things. 
And the master says, fifteen percent sicknesses, seventy are, they just pass by, they come and go. Fifteen persons can be cured with medicines available on the planet and with the therapies that we have. Ten percent can be healed through spiritual healing. Five percent they can never be cured. That's how he will say in the initial pages of esoteric healing. So the healing that he expects from us or the hierarchy expects from us is when there is a great conflict somewhere, let us, we don't decide who is right, who is wrong. We transmit golden light to those places regularly. We transmit. We should have time for such things. We should transmit golden light to such places. And the, in a week, Thursday is recommended for it. Certain days are essentially filled with healing energies, so it's easy to do those things. So such a lot of healing has to be practiced by us, not get lost into the mundane events all the time. So that kind of healing has to be part of our discipleship, not get into too much uh, conditioned and circumscribed by some kind of therapy. See, homeo is a therapy. Ayurveda is a therapy. Allopathy is a therapy. Kirani is a therapy. Aku pressure, aku puncture, correct, everything is a therapy. But there is healing beyond that. To get in touch with that healing energies and try to heal places. Try to feel the places of conflict through thought. Shall have to be part of our work. Teaching and healing are equally important for a person who would like to transform himself into a disciple. So while engaging in such work and carrying out, Ayodhya requires to be healed. Undoubtedly, Madhura requires to be healed. Not fighting there, going there and fighting there. Just be healed. Jerusalem requires to be healed. Varanasi requires to be healed. Inside there is light, it doesn't require our healing. Don't think you... You are healing the sublime energies of these places. You are healing the outer conflict. That means you are doing some kind of custard work to dress the wounds which are apparent. This kind of work is also, it enables participation in such festivals as Vaishakta festival. Vaishakta festival. So please be aware of it and be working for it. And it happens once in a year, Vaishakta but we should also be conscious of the moon, the placement of moon in each constellation and the rate importance. Not in all constellations full moon happens. Among twenty-seven constellations, it's only in twenty-four constellations full moon happens. 
and wherever the names of the months are given, they are based on the consolation, they are special consolation. When you say Chaitra Pornami, it means Chitta is a Chitra consolation is a very special consolation. Likewise, Vishaka, Vaishaka Masa, it is called Vaishaka Masa because the moon in Vishaka consolation gives his energies to that consolation. So Vishaka is another great consolation. They are much, among stars they are much more. And then Jayastha Masa, Jayastha Nakshat, Ashadha Masa, Purvashadha, Uttarashadha. Isn't it? Then you have Makanakshatra and the Maghamasa. Another grand class. Then Uttara Falguni, Puro Falguni. So you have, I have told even some, not all, isn't it? After Jayastha, you come to Ashara, Uttara Ashara, Maka. Then in Virgo, full moon, we, the, it is the full moon of the Bhadras, Bhadra Padamas. Uttara Bhadra, Purva Bhadra. Then Ashwini Nakshatra's impact on Ashvija Masa. Likewise, Kritika's impact on Kartika Masa. And then Margasirsha, Mrugasira Nakshatra's impact on Margasirsha. And then we have Pushya Masa, the impact of Pushyami Nakshatra. And then we have Maghamasa, the impact of Makha. In, in Simharasi, we have the impact of Sravana. Sravana constellation's impact is there in the full moon of Leo. So we speak of full moon of Leo, full moon of Leo. But when we speak of full moon of Leo, we should not forget the constellation Sravana. It is because of Sravana. Because of Vaishaka, Vishaka, Vaishaka. The related constellations, the awareness is very important. It is the constellation that cleanses our energies much more. The, the, the 27 constellations have the ability to cleanse our system. That is why daily we are required to see the Nakshatra daily. Operate from this Durmukhi, Nama Samasra, I have started in this Ankalpa, uttering forth the Nakshatra also, not just saying Sumaranakshatra. Say the Nakshatra because, and try to know the characteristic of each of these Nakshatras. If you Google out, you get all the detail about every Nakshatra, the characteristics of every Nakshatra. So every, your own nakshatra first you try to know. So this is important because the nakshatra information, it enlightens us a lot. Information, when you relate to it regularly, it starts enlightening you. Start any, anything that, that comes to you as information, when you regularly relate to it, it becomes 
It transforms into wisdom in you. So Tidhi is also Nakshatra. So the Tarasulmun, Tarasulmun people say in the West. But when you say Lord, because the Tarasulmun, the key is in the conservation of the Shatra. Isn't it? If you say Leo full moon, what is it you get? But if you say Sravana Pornami, you have the clue. Sravana Nakshatra. It may happen in Sravana, it may also happen in Dharista, or it may happen in the preceding constellation to Sravana. Like that. Except for three stars and all other stars, full moon happen. <coughs> but among them, these twelve are very important. Twelve masas which are named Lashai, the Vedic astrology has a great supplementary effect upon the Western astrology. In fact, the Western astrology is seen as a supplementary to Vedic astrology. When you get to Vedic astrology, you get more into the system of constellations and the, and the months are based on the movement of moon in constellations. And that is a much, that, that unfolds much more knowledge. While this being a side issue, I need to give you some homework, isn't it, for those who would like to progress further with wisdom. There has to be a consistent and constant urge and related hunger to fill yourself with more authentic information, relate to it and transform that information into wisdom in you through your own experience. This process has to ever continue. Otherwise, what happens is we settle down, as I said yesterday. We settle down comfortably in Tapavana and do not do tapas. <laughs> tapavana, the predominant factor is tapas. So tapas enables you to generate enough light, enough fire, enough light, and related knowledge, and then the related unfoldment. So these are some of the things I inform you. With this information, now you may regather here for the full moon meditation which we shall conduct at nine o'clock just for half an hour. Thank you.